This week on Ask Dan, we talk about whether or not Windows Phone is a low priority for Microsoft. Will the 950XL ever come to AT&T? And what do I really think of that OneDrive storage reduction? Stay tuned. Why does it seem that Windows Phone is the lowest priority for Microsoft? Okay, so this is a bit of a loaded question. I don't necessarily agree with it completely, although I would say that, yeah, Windows 10 on PC is definitely a little bit of higher priority. They control 80 to 90% of the PC market, and Windows 10 is now on about 130 million computers. So I think it makes sense that they want to put all their emphasis there. Don't forget, enterprise is a really big deal for them, and this push now with the latest update is basically going to be for enterprise as well. So they're just going where their numbers are. You can say the same thing with X, Xbox. Sure, it trails behind the PlayStation 4, but it still sells very well and it's one of the top consoles in the world. So they definitely want to put a lot of emphasis there. Don't forget, gaming is big money for them. When it comes to phone, you're talking 3% market share, probably even less at this point. So it kind of makes sense that that won't be as big of a focus for them. They want that market, but simply throwing money at it and putting all your development resources at it won't solve that problem. So right now they're concentrating on their strengths and I think it's a smart decision. XPS 15 or Surface Pro 4? In the fall of 2015, we have a very interesting problem hitting users these days, which is amazing hardware to choose from. You have the Surface Pro 4, the Surface Book, you have Dell's new XPS line, which has been updated with the Skylake processors, including that Infinity display on the XPS 15. So we're getting a lot of questions about, well, which one should you get? It's a tough one to answer. Now, I haven't reviewed the XPS 15, although we are expecting to get that unit in pretty soon. And it's going to be a tough question when it comes to the Surface Pro 4. Actually, I would say the Surface Book is a better companion to the XPS 15 as far as competition. But when it comes to choosing a Surface Pro 4, it really comes down to whether or not you want a tablet. Now, personally speaking, I don't actually use a tablet very often. I do just straight up work, and for me, an old school laptop is totally fine. I don't even need a touchscreen. In fact, on a 15-inch device, I find a touchscreen, I just barely use it, mostly because it's further away. However, everybody has different needs and uses. If you need a pen or you like using a tablet, then obviously the Surface Pro 4 is going to be way better than an XPS 15. But in the end, this is a nice problem to have, basically choosing which high-end hardware to get. So hopefully we'll review some of these devices in the coming weeks. It'll make your decision easier, but it is definitely a tough choice. As we won't see other big updates to Windows 10 until Redstone, will there be smaller feature updates meanwhile? So Redstone is the co-name for the next big update to Windows 10. It's not expected until sometime in mid-2016, and it's so early on in the process right now, we don't even know the feature set. There's some rumors that there's going to be a closer tie between Windows Phone and Windows PC, with apps basically be able to transition between the two. Uh, that's a really interesting thing that could happen. So what's going to happen in between uh, November's update and this Redstone update, we're not really too sure. There could be some smaller ones in between. Now what's kind of cool if you're on the Insider program, you're basically going to start to get Redstone pieces over the next few months. That after all is the whole point of the Insider program. So if you really want these smaller updates, definitely enroll in the Insider program and you should be able to get those. And it's up to Microsoft to see what they're going to actually deliver. But uh, we we still have a few months here before we start seeing those, but the Redstone branch is just starting at this point, so uh, stay tuned for more information. 
I was wondering if you know if the 950XL will be coming to AT&T at all, or will it only be at the Microsoft Store? So we get this question asked a lot. There's basically a misconception out there that the 950XL is coming to AT&T. We've been saying since July that's not the case. It's only going to be the 950. Now, if you want the XL on AT&T, yeah, you can buy it through the Microsoft Store. The downside, of course, you have to buy it full priced. The upside is it's unlocked and you can use it on any network except probably Verizon or Sprint. Now, whether or not AT&T will change their mind at a later point, it could happen. If they see strong demand, they may pick up the XL. But for now, it's definitely just unlocked full price through the Microsoft Store. Will Cortana have the ability to ID songs in Windows 10 and Windows 10 Mobile? So on Windows Phone 8.1 in Cortana, there was the ability to ID songs. And when it came to the Insider program for Windows 10, we saw it come and go both on desktop and mobile. I'm happy to say right now, at least on Windows 10 Mobile, it is still there. If you hold down the search key and Cortana pops up, you'll see up in the upper right corner a little musical note. And if you tap that, it will ID songs. Whether or not that comes over to desktop, I'm not really too sure. Shazam just launched their Windows 10 Universal app, and I think a lot of people are more familiar and like using that service better. After all, it can log in and it's cross-platform, so there's a lot of benefits to using Shazam. Personally, I like using Shazam myself, but if you do like using the ID system on Windows 10 Mobile, it is there in Cortana, and maybe it will come to desktop, but we'll have to wait and see. If you really want it, go to User Voice and give it a vote. Will there ever be a wireless way for Continuum instead of always having to plug it in? So when it comes to Continuum on Windows Phone, there's definitely a lot of questions out there. And to be honest, Microsoft hasn't done themselves any favors here. They've been sort of quiet on what is required for it and how it actually all works. So we're still a little bit in the dark here. However, there is a wireless mode for Continuum, and it should work with the 950 and XL in connecting up to a monitor that supports wireless connections. But that's sort of the big question there. A lot of monitors actually don't have Miracast support built into them. Some TVs do, but not a lot of monitors. So that's why I think they're focusing on the plug-in model, which is more universal, should work on basically any device out there. But it should work on a wireless system. However, there will be some limitations. It's not really clear yet if you can connect a keyboard and a mouse and a monitor all up wirelessly to a phone. So we're gonna have to wait until we get these devices in our hands and put it through to test to see what actually happens. Are you going to review the Surface Pro 4 Core M for everyday practical use? So the good news here is, yes, we're going to definitely do that. The bad news is I'm swamped in hardware right now, so it's kind of difficult to find time to get all these reviews out. What I can tell you about the Core M uh, Surface Pro 4 is it's actually very, very good. Uh, I actually highly recommend it at this time if you're more on a budget and need something that is a little bit more affordable than the Core i5 or Core i7 version, which to be honest, I think is a little overkill for some usages. But for everyday use, uh, yeah, I've actually been having a lot of fun with the Surface Pro 4 Core M model, and I, I definitely recommend it. This is not the same Core M that came out last year. This one is much more powerful and more poor Currently, the HD graphics from Intel is also much more powerful on here, giving a very good user experience. Plus, there's no fan on that system as well. When it comes to battery life, though, you're not going to get any battery gains on there. So just go in there knowing you're going to get the same battery life as basically as a Core i5 or Core i7 model. The difference being those can ramp up higher, so they and theoretically could use more battery uh, if you're doing high load processing. If it comes to everyday surfing, though, you're going to get the same battery life. Will the 950XL work with the Surface Pro 4 pen? Kind of an odd question here. I don't have the XL in front of me to actually test this. Uh, in theory, it should work in the sense of it just responds to touch, but there's no digitizer layer that we know of on a 950XL, meaning you're not going to get some advanced pen supports, palm rejection, and all that other cool stuff that you can get on the Surface Pro series. 
So uh, I guess you could technically use it, but I don't think it'll be any different than using any sort of stylus that's out there. You're not gonna be able to get button support or anything. So it's kind of a, an odd question. Uh, you can use it for pointing and touching things, but I don't think it'll do anything unique. The plan changes to OneDrive. Impact of the change? And will Microsoft backtrack? And what were they thinking? All right, so when it comes to this OneDrive decision, obviously it's very controversial, and actually I agree with all of the complaints out there. I think what Microsoft did was basically put themselves into a corner. They offered unlimited storage, and now they're saying they can't deliver that. They do blame a couple of users for abusing it, but we all know that's a silly excuse. This is probably an accounting decision. Basically, they want people to subscribe and pay for OneDrive, and with giving away all the free storage that they were, uh, they weren't achieving those goals. So in one sense, I don't blame them. They're a business, they're there to make money. But obviously, this was a stupid decision in the sense that they should never offered a limited if they could never deliver upon that. So it set a really bad example for users. Now, I think the real egregious thing here was where people who had 15 gigs of storage are being reduced now to five gig. I really think Microsoft should have grandfathered people in. If you had 15 gigs, you should be able to keep that. They just won't give it out anymore. I don't really see why they couldn't have done that. And that really would have alleviated a lot of this criticism that they're now receiving. Um, they do make dumb decisions and that is one of them. Uh, like I said though, this is a business decision for them. I think it will blow over, unfortunately, for people, um, you know, there'll be other controversies to come up, but um, you know, there are alternatives out there. Unfortunately, OneDrive is very much tied into Windows 10, so it's very convenient to use, but they obviously want to get people onto using Office 365, which is where they're going to make this money. Um, don't forget, nothing is free in life. If you're getting something for free, you're probably paying for it in another way. Google does this through advertising. Microsoft does it through paid through services. Uh, it's just something we have to live with. But, um, you know, I agree here with all the criticisms. I think they handled this very poorly. They should have grandfathered people in. They should have never made that promise in the first place to offer unlimited storage. But it is what it is. Will they backtrack? I don't see that happening. I've been waiting for them to basically say something on this for the last week, and obviously they haven't. Um, it's a shame, but I think it's here to stay, and that's just what we have to live with. So that does it for this week's episode. Remember, if you have a question, use hashtag AskDanWindows on Twitter, or use our email, AskDan at WindowsCentral.com. Maybe we'll pick your question. Thanks for watching. Take care, everybody.